Hey, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Dylan and Healing. I am Nene. And I am Coco. And we are very excited this week as we continue our family series. We know you guys enjoyed last week when I had we had our mamas on, which was hilarious and needed drinks after, but that's okay. But this week, so excited because we are doing our siblings week. And if you guys could see, if you're watching via Zoom, these beautiful black and brown kings and queens, and if you have ever Ever in your life seen heartbeats? If you have not, this is what they look like. So we just want everyone to introduce themselves, and then we are going to get all the way into it. Let's start with yes, Coco. Really quickly, Nate. I just you know I always got to do my little. Um, I wear my t-shirts, my graphic tees, my sweatshirts. Usually have something to do with something, mainly about our podcast or like the but unit. Where can we leave that for the end, Coco? Okay, we will do it for the end. Okay, and thank you. Just there. because it's, you know, let's start light. Yeah, light, um, light, light. Light, light, you know, we're chilling. So, uh, Coco, I think you're the oldest. So why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself? <laughs> hey, keep that knowledge right there. You see that wisdom? You see that wisdom and that ball spot? Yeah. Yeah. All right. So um, Janae is my sister. She's my best friend's sister. We've been down and clowning for a minute. But Naisha, my baby sister, Naisha, that was my first baby. She was so freaking annoying. So freaking annoying. We have seven years difference between us. Um, Naisha and I share a womb. Um, we came from the same mother. That's what that means, Naisha. She was like, huh? I didn't know. We came from the same womb. So I really don't consider Naisha um, my half sister because we don't share a father. She is my sister, sister. And it's, that's just one of those things that she and I share. Like, um, I have other siblings. She has other siblings from her father, but me and Aisha, we're sisters. There's no hyphen. There's no nothing. That's my sister. So much so that her last name is my father's last name. Mom, what were you doing? Uh Uh-oh, part two of the Mama podcast. Whoa. (laughs) Whoa. (laughs) (laughs) You see me? You feel me? Can you taste me? You're gonna. So, yeah. So that's my baby sister, Naisha. Um, we always have this running joke when we go out and about. We always ask people who is the oldest. Um, and normally they say Naisha because she's been through some things, y'all. She's been through some things. Not really. She's just she just looks old or it's because she acts more mature than I do. That might be it, too. I was I was the Lord was like, no, nah, Nicole, it's not that. But I was like, but it might be Lord. And he was like, no, 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 it's just because you act a fool and your sister typically is a more mature one. I was like, oh, okay, that's me. Well, I guess. I, agree, I, mean, I guess. You think so, Jesus. Awesome. Welcome, Naisha. Um, oh. Go ahead. <laughs> should I introduce myself or should I wait? Well, I thought you were going to. Your sister, per usual, stole all the spotlight. I know. If you're going to do what First you do. First of all, who hasn't been in through things? We all have been through stuff. If you're alive today, you've been through some stuff. Um, but yeah, I am Naisha. <laughs> I'm Nicole's baby sister. Um, I call her Coco. So you'll hear me say Coco throughout the time or throughout this, this meet. Um, what else do I say? I mean, that was great. Phenomenal. A plus. A plus. I agree. Though. Right. I will say the same thing real quick that I, she, you're my sister. And I hate to say this, but my brothers, they're my half brothers. Cause we didn't grow up together. We don't share the same mom, but you're my sister. You never been half to me. 
Yeah, never been half. I love you, boys, but she's my sister. <laughs> Tune in next podcast for the 23andMe siblings. Right, right. We have double taping tonight. Very interesting. Um, I am Gang Gang, leader of the Five Wound Crew, because I'm firstborn by default. I'm the oldest. Um, by default. I am 41. We have an interesting uh lapse of time between each of us, but we're just going to go in order because the one six and a half years, sometimes seven years under me is Mr. Valentine. Mr. Valentine, introduce yourself. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. I'm Vin. All the good rumors is true. All the bad ones, they lying. <laughs> I need that on a shirt. I need that on a shirt. Absolutely. Right next to that. Absolutely. <laughs> Vin, say number of years between you and the next one. Um, Marshall, this is the thing. Hold on, carry the one. <laughs> or just your fingers? No, I'm just playing. I came in 86, she came in 98, and that is uh, CC. That's you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is. Uh, I am number three out of five. Praise the Lord. Um, I on, am somebody. I am the middle. Uh, so most rambunctious, uh, to say the least. Arguably the oh. most funniest, but we'll talk about that later. Um, everybody's nodding their head in the green, so I'm just continue. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, but nah, I definitely uh, it's it's us against the world in real life, and those who know our story know that the, no one comes before them, um, and we take everything you know to the head together. Um, we we grow together in faith, we grow together in love, uh, we grow together in loyalty. And the one under me um, is not quite two years, but 22 months. That is my first baby, Mr. Noah, King Noah, Dr. Noah, Young Bo. What's going on? Appreciate it. My name is Noah, baby number four. Um, Would say most energetic, most outgoing, but definitely quiet when I need to be. Um, <laughs> um, right like, now, no, no. He was like, really, I'm real, outgoing, really energetic. <laughs> no, I'm just chilling, being me and stuff. Just real smooth. You, like you know me. what it is? I'm, I'm not Noski right now. I'm acting like Noah. That's, that's okay. what it is. That's what it is. True story. True story. Thank you, Woski. Um, the only one we are missing who has the nerve to be at work is our youngest sister, Shania. Um, I asked her to pop in, but she is working. She's 17 um, under Noah, and that makes number five. So, you know, they say when you start having conversations, you start to find out about people. And I don't know, Cece was a liar. Like, Cece said she was the funniest. That was my thing. Me, that was my thing. Cece said she was the most She waited until we got on the, she waited until we got on national. She didn't record nothing. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. You never know about people. Until it's time to go public. No, I'm just kidding. Um, so we are going to get into some conversation. I think it's going to be great. Can I just say we have never kind of done this kind of format before? And I think we're going to have some good conversations this evening. So to get started, Noah, tell us in just three words, describe the sibling over you and the sibling under you. Do they have to be the same three words? No, it can be different. I don't think they would be, but you know, Joe world. <laughs> mm. 
for my youngest uh, sister, three words to describe her and our relationship with each friend and foe. With my little sister, um, we definitely butted heads growing up. I was really immature and she was the diva that she was. But as I grew older, I grown to appreciate the person she was and how she resembled my mom so much. And so that gave me a more of appreciation towards her, definitely. Um, you know, I'm learning so much from her as much as I'm learning from my oldest sister. So I think three words that describe, describe my relationship with Sierra is um, my first best friend. That's four, my first best friend. That's four words. I'm going to cheat. We'll but- take it. It's we'll valid. It. It's we'll valid it. because I feel like as like a uh, brother and sister, we have never like, we have never gotten together, not gotten together, gotten, excuse me. We have never gone well together as well as being so annoyed with each other. And I think that's what best friends are. And, you know, she has taught me so much without even trying or intending on and, that's kind of what best friends do in a way. And so that would definitely be my four words for sure. Oh, nice. I love it. Oh yeah. I forgot. We do snaps. Good job, brother. Thanks for the reminder, Vinvin. All right. Naisha, you want to go? Crazy, crazy, crazy. Just <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, in the best way, I think that word gets a lot of bad rap, but I think she is crazy, but in all the positive ways that there can be, she's funny. She, um, you're, I, sh- I, I should talk to you on the call. You're funny as hell. You, um, you love so unconditionally. So if once you are, you're someone that you love, there's no breaking that. You just like go so hard for them. Sometimes too hard. <laughs> um, and what's in that third word? Um, I think strong, like everything that you've been through, everything that you persevered through, everything that you are constantly, are you currently going through? You're like one of the strongest people I know. And you don't ever let, um, you never let yourself sometimes like fail. really. You hold a lot of things in because you want to be strong for everyone, but you, you are, you're a rock to so many people. And I love you and appreciate that for you. There's a funny story. Even when she was raising two kids by herself. had no money. She still bought me stuff. I was like, wait, I'm the, like, I'm the true baby sister. She's like, oh no, come on. Let's go to, let's go out to eat. I, I got you. I'm like, you ain't got no money. She's like, you ain't either. She's like, I, I have a little bit. So she's always caring and like taking care of me. I am truly her first, her first baby. Cause she's always take, takes care of me no matter what. Um, and I love that. Ah, uh, Coco, you got to follow up. Dude, like how do you don't know? Like you said, you don't know something until you learn something. Okay, Naisha, just I didn't know. Thank you. I okay, Vinny, Vinny is up. Is Vinny up? I thought you were up. Oh, I'm up. Okay, that's what I thought. (laughs) (laughs) My sister, she is revolutionary. She is mad intelligent. I don't even think that word encompassed like her intellect. It's just, it's awe-inspiring. And she's a, she's a fighter. She's a warrior. Mm -hmm. And um, it could be any social issue. Naisha takes it on with the passion. 
Um, she is very dedicated to her craft at working in the social realm of um, community service. Um, she's actually a teacher, which is really weird because I've always wanted to be a teacher. Naisha never had hopes of being a teacher. She's like, now I don't even like kids. When she was a kid, she didn't like kids. And so when I had my kids, she didn't like my kids. When she was a kid, she didn't like herself because she was a kid kind of kid. Thing. <laughs> but when she moved out here to Texas, she was in the nonprofit. She would come to visit me at work. And then she came and worked with me. Like she worked on our campus and she's just been, she fights for what is right. And it's for our special needs kids, our special needs population. So it's just, it's, it's kind of um, ironic to see how you don't, um, encourage someone to follow your path, but you see your family members kind of like follow in the path to continue the legacy. Um, our families are matriarchal families. So it's the, it's usually the legacy that our mothers have established, or our grandmothers have established, which is like community service. We are, we're work, we're community-based. So um, to be able to see my sister in the same arena as me, it's, it's awesome to see. So yeah. That's, that's great. Can I just digress and please make a beautiful note that we have a room full of educators on this podcast? Can we just give some snaps for that? And baby. Okay, Noah, you're in college getting educated, but listen, you'll get there in some way, shape, or form. Whether we're teaching in four walls or teaching in the community, big ups to us. He's cool. Can we bring back Raise the Roof? No. What'd you say, Cece? He's he's definitely uh, serving fools for sure. <laughs> Not gonna oh, Noah, Noah schools schools people on the court. Just in case you didn't know, don't ever get school because it's not pretty. You'll flunk and fell out, and you might be injured. Oh, yeah, you break your ankles. So, um, Cece, why don't you go ahead and go? Three words to describe your sibling over and under. Okay. Um. <laughs> um. Noah is um brilliant to say the least, the way that his mind work is very unique. Um, he is in, um, he has very high integrity and always has had high integrity ever since he was a little boy. Um, to be a young black man in, in the Bay Area, the, the level of integrity that they come out of isn't as high, then um, the standard isn't as high either. And so he has beat odd after odd after odd. They both have, um, Noah and, and Benny. Um, so integrity, brilliance, um, and then compassion. Um, anybody who knows Noah knows that he is the literal, you need a shirt, here it is. Um, you need some shoes and socks, here you go. Like, what, what can we do? Um, and not in a sense of, for the glory or for the attention or for anything it's it's cameras off it's you know behind closed doors he's a leader um and and i'm just so proud of the man that he's growing into be um and so the the i'm in the middle of the boys so vinny is all of that um he is ruthless <laughs> he is a very ruthless leader he is um he is a a pillar for leadership. Mm-hmm. Um, Vinny is not taking um, no for an answer, especially when it comes to kids, when it comes to our community, when it comes to the, um, people who look like us. Um, he's not going for anything less than excellence. Um, and so he raises the bar for Black boys. He sets a standard for the men in our community and the men in his community. Yeah. Um, and so my last one for Vinny is loyalty. 
Oh, stolen. There I'm going to have no to square one. it when it's my turn. I'm going to have to square yep. it. Yep. There is, yes. there is no one. There is no group of people who have taught me loyalty more than, than these four people. Um, but there's not one person who has, who has given me the type of loyalty and has met and has transcended loyalty um, just as who he is as nature. Um, and so he is, they're both incredible leaders on and off the, um, you know, their respective courts. And so I just love them. I just want to show, but they my little nuggets. Okay, I'm done. <laughs> if I can add on to that, um, <clears throat> with Sierra describing Vinny, um, in terms of like loyalty, I have never seen him put himself before anyone else. Like it's always himself. It's always others before himself. I've never seen him put himself in front of others like in my life and that's definitely what i have caught on from him and you know that's definitely my brother's keeper for sure definitely 100 all right brother i got back in no no that was deep so let's see this the thing i kind of like you know (laughs) i get my happiness is in yours you know what i mean like i just want to see you shine and you shining is fulfills my happiness does that make sense so it's like, I just, you know what I mean? I could play the background and just let you do your thing because you doing your thing makes me feel like I did my thing in encouraging you to do your thing. It's the motivation yeah. for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. So I got above me. It's kind of crazy because like, I feel like above me, that's my mama. And then beneath me, that's my baby. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, yeah. it's like she raised me and then I raised her. Yeah. So we pay it forward. I don't really got three words though. It's kind of crazy. Yeah. Um, above me, I'm gonna go with the motivation, the inspiration, the dedication. Mm-hmm. You heard that? Get all the shuns. All the shuns. Yeah, yeah, I just want to make okay. sure. Okay. Okay. Yeah, yeah, that's what it is for me. Mm-hmm. With this one, um, you are nothing short of you know. What I mean, the you set the bar. They say I raised the bar, but it's like you set it, and it was like I had to get it to even raise it. And you're nothing short of a, a role model and a model, therefore, throughout life in every shape, form, or fashion. Um, under me, I got a troublemaker. She thinks she's the funniest. That I'm still stuck at that part. Like the funniest. You can be the funniest in New Orleans. You can be the funniest. She could be the funniest dealer graduate. There you go. (laughs) There you go. Yeah. The the funniest of Keeks kids. The females? Wait, everybody stop though. Because I just was confused. Like, we're going to address this. Do it next week. (laughs) But beneath me, um, Cece, the activist, you know what I mean? The revolutionary, the educator. And I learned that. And I learned this in my years of educating my first one. A teacher, a teacher is a job. You know what I mean? That's a career. But an educator is a lifestyle. And I really took that to heart as far as what you do when the camera's not on, what you do when you're not on the clock. And I take it back to it taking a village to raise a, a child. And we hurt these kids. I treat that baby like that's my baby because that's my baby. And that's just like, you know what I mean? That's where we at with it. Right, 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 right. All right, my turn. So uh, I'm the guinea pig child. So I have been under me and I have to absolutely take 
ruthlessly loyal and put that together because the way my brother takes care of others, serves others. And I have to say this because you need to get it in context. So I am unmarried, have um, no children that I birthed. And I will never forget one time I had to move and there was nobody to help me move. I had to move two miles and I had stuff. And my brother and brothers drove 398 miles to move me, two of them, two miles. And he has always been like that. If I call him when we get off this podcast and I say, I need you to come, he like, let me get my keys. And for me, steady. What happened? What he said? He said it's push to start now. Upgrade. Oh, oh, oh my bad. He, he upgraded. I mean, he gonna push. He just gonna push the button after he key in the. And I think, even though I'm the oldest, that bar that he sets for me, especially when it comes to men, is huge, right? If you are not taking care of your family, if you are not taking care of those around you, I don't even want you. Like, you better go look at this, my brother over here. Um, the other thing I love about Vin is that he's always willing to learn. And I've seen you reinvent yourself a couple of times, um, over the years where, you know, you were going this way and you got a little information and you switch gears and you were going this way and you got a little information and you switch gears. You take that information and you use it to your advantage from people discerning, of course, um, and from everything that you do. So, I don't know if learning is the right word, but willing to learn, open to learning, open-minded. Um, that teachable. would be my second word. Teachable, absolutely. Um, and then the third one I think that I am thinking about is co-foundation because I really feel like with our start, with our mom, um, it was rough. And then when it wasn't, we set the foundation for the for the younger kids, for our younger siblings. And if anybody knows the five blue crew, it's so critical to our structure. And I really feel like all the kids got the best parts of each of us, um, which is always exciting to see um, and watch flourish. So excellent. Hey, Coco, you got the next question? You have the question? Wait, really quickly. I wanted to just, because we kind of touched on this when we did the mom um, recording. So Janae is the oldest of the five womb crew. Um, but there's a age gap. And I think we're going to talk about, talk about that, but that's something that to point out just to give you guys a precursor when we get through the rest of the questions is that when you said pillar, that made me think like you guys were the, um, I don't know if it's like the pseudo parents because it was you, t- you and Vinny who had, you were, you all both were the guinea pigs really. And then there was like a new generation of the, of the crew and so, like, like you said, y'all two were the pillars and that Miss Miss Ayula, for sure. She was there. She was doing her thing. We, I learned a lot from our podcast last week. But like when you said that, it's just important to to say that there was a first generation of the Kiki kids and then there was a second generation. And you guys sculpted, molded, helped flourish the second generation. And that's very important to um, to let you let people know it's major. Thank you for pointing that out. Um... Okay, so now let's talk about the intimacy or lack thereof within relationships. So do you guys feel like you're close with your siblings? And just by probability alone, because there's so many of us, 
we know that, you know, we go through seasons where these two might be closer, we're all closer, these two have a better relationship, a different relationship, I want to say, say better. Um, how do you guys, how would you guys describe, actually, Naisha, how would you describe your relationship with Coco? Um, I think it, we got off to a rocky start. Um, it all started when I told on her and I wrote that letter saying her and another person that lived with us was sneaking in boys. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> I was seven, raised in the church. I thought I was doing the godly thing, right? So long story short, I wrote a letter to my mom telling on her and her cousin for sneaking boys into the house when she would go to Bible study and work. And um, I wasn't allowed to be alone with her because she threatened to kill me. And my mom took that threat very seriously. So there was a couple, there was a lot of, there was a portion of time where I wasn't allowed to, you know, it was a short portion of time, but there was a portion of time where I wasn't allowed to be alone with Coco. She has supervised visits. <laughs> <laughs> but for real. <laughs> and so I think, um, what changed in our relationship and when we got close, it wasn't until you moved out when you had your, you know, your first kid. I don't know if we're allowed to say names, but you moved out and I went away to college and then you had your second kid. And then when I came back, I was more of an adult. And so I was, I think I was more likable. Like when I went away, I learned to kind of like get out of my shell and started to really formulate who I was as a, as a young woman. And I think we were able to bond because of that. Like I was no longer your younger sister who was like, the annoying one, I was like the cool sister soldier who went away to college and came back <laughs> and hang out with her. Um, I was also someone who wasn't, I don't think I was as selfish anymore. Um, and so I think like there was a pivotal point where we both were now adults and um, we realized that we like each other, not because we have to, because we're family, but because um, I saw her for like the woman that she is or was at the time as a single mom or as no, you weren't single back then. You were married, I guess. But as a mom who had your struggles, who basically was a single mom, even though you were married um, and seeing you through a different point of view, because I went away and got some other knowledge outside of FBF church and outside of um, Cathedral Faith Church allowed me to see the world from a different point of view and also see you differently. And I think that's when, for me, I friends like when you moved out and I went away to college and came back and we were both adults at that point. Yeah. Naisha, I have a question I've always wanted to ask you. I don't know why I waited until now. It's not like I couldn't have asked you, but for those of you guys who have been listening to the podcast, you know that we are we're a quad of best friends. And was there ever a period that you resented or were jealous of the dynamic that Coco had with us? Versus yeah, your you. tattoos, your sister tattoo. How dare you get a sister tattoo? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Damn it. Damn it. Nice. <laughs> we can get tattoos, sister. You want to get tattoos? <laughs> yeah, yes. I can, I'll get one with you too. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I, I don't think so because on all honesty, I'm glad you asked that. I was totally kidding. Like a little bit, I was salty, but then I was over it because I also saw you and the others as my sisters. So whenever I would talk to friends, like when I went away to college, I always said, said like, I have, you know, Coco is my blood. And then I have these other three sisters. Mm-hmm. And so it was like, I knew that for you guys, like in that moment, it was like something that brought y'all together to show the struggles and like the story of how far y'all have come. But I always considered you guys family. So um, I don't think I did like maybe growing up it was sometimes annoying having y'all in the house all the time just because I felt out like numbered (laughs) 
but I, but I also like felt like I had three other older sisters look look up to you. So that was kind of nice. Well, that's good. That's good. That was not a joke, by the way. She was she was legit, and she must have forget she told us that she had some feelings about it because it was not a joke. Wait, yeah, yeah. Wait, which part wasn't the joke? You were gonna kill her. (laughs) That that part and allegedly, because you know, allegedly, allegedly. Mm. Um, your limitation. We can't go back and retry that. Thank you. Double jeopardy. Just words. Something like that. Got it. All right. Anyone want to go next? Describing the closeness or the distance in your relationship with your sibling? Um, I can go next. I am, um, I look at our relationships and I, I reflect on the things that we went through as a family. And so those who, who don't know of our family history, for about, for a few years, it was really, really, really rough. Um, for the for the family for various reasons. And it was a block of time where um, I felt like the only people who saw me and understood me emotionally were my oldest and my youngest. Um, and so my youngest, they didn't under, really understand, no understood a little bit, but Shania definitely didn't. You know, as time went on, she was, she kind of put clues in context together, but Janae and Vinny were uh, in a lot of ways my refuge because I didn't know how to have that conversation with my mom and have those conversations with my grandmother. And I was, there was a lot going on at the time and we all were in different places emotionally. And so I've grown into um, a reassuring mindset that I can depend on them for just about anything. There's nothing that I can't call on them for. Um, and even if there are disagreements and, and there are times where, you know, we don't see eye to eye, uh, sometimes our language is different. The one thing that is consistent is that we do not, um, we don't allow grudges in our relationships. Like we might have, I might, you know, somebody might hurt my feelings or somebody might say something that, that just irritates me or pisses me off or just wrong, right? Like just plain wrong. Sometimes we get, we get there and there's always a point where we are able to humil- um, um, humble each other mm. and correct um, each other in a way that's not um, criticizing, but loving. And we talk about unconditional love as the standard in our family. Like mm. you, there's no conditions in the love that I give and the love that I give you is yours to keep. Um, and that's something that I've learned from from Vinny and from Janae. And so the the refuge part um, isn't as isn't as intense now because there's been so much joy in the past few years. Um, there's been so much love and light in the last few years that we haven't hit um, a, a, a tragedy, a, a tragedy, tragedy in, in a while. But I know that when we do, we will our 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 sibling type will be solid like we will be able to hold each other up we'll be able to you know my siblings we pray with one another we pray for one another and we hold our prayer lives accountable with each other like that's something our faith is something that's very important to all of us and i i definitely 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 appreciate the fact that i could call on janae to pray or i can call on benny or i can call on noah you know what i mean shania is getting there in her prayer life and she can call on any one of us same thing it was funny you paused on Shy. I was like, you're gonna leave Shy out, but you're right. She's still growing in it. She's still maneuvering. Oh, is it I ain't asking Shy to pray for me because it's gonna go. 
she's 17. How much hard interceding were we doing at 17? She's getting there. Yeah. So, um, and when Sierra, when Sissy speaks of our familial bond, as we know, because the premise of our podcast is dealing with some traumas and how we navigate as Black people in the world, you know, our family has experienced, we're good on our trauma experiences. But prior to that, the love that interweaves us um, was already unbreakable. And like a lot of trauma, you reevaluate, you know, what is important to you and who is important. And so I really enjoy the fact that we don't be sweating small stuff because we know some families that do, okay, be mad for years and years. And we just don't rock like that. Mm -hmm. Um, And I can appreciate Vin because I know that there was a lot of time when we were younger that we did not get along. There was a lot of um, anger and resentment and I was really mean to him. Not knowing then why I was resentful, um, you know, being in the position of taking care of him. I mean, like a teenager, like a young person, I can't go on my friends. I got to keep my brother. Mm-hmm. Um, but when that came, when we talked about that, it was like, I didn't even realize that. Right. And, and, and I'm sorry for that. Or when I went, went away to college, Vin mentioned that after the fact, <laughs> it was years and I had a degree, but he mentioned it and, you know, it needed to be addressed. And one thing I can say about my brother is that I like to be in Vinny's face when I talk to him. Vin is not the phone. Let me talk to you real quick. Let me say something like you need to be, I need to see his <laughs> eyeballs, right? For, for us to have that, that whatever we're talking about, if it's on that, that kind of serious level, then I don't know if you would agree or disagree, but, and so with that, I feel connected to each one of my siblings. Like they're all my babies. Then you'd be like, I'm a grown man. Somebody's daddy and husband. I'd be like, you was my first baby. Don't worry about it. Um, you know, all the way down to, to the baby. And that's just the position. I, it's an honor to have been first born. At first I was like, look, I got the short end of the stick because I had Ayula the longest, but no, I've come to love and, and, and take joy in the fact that we all have our bonds. Like I'm going to get another degree from UC Davis, right? Noski. Hey, <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> um, okay. Who else wants to share? Um, I just to speak to that. I just, I agree completely. I think that for those who don't know the the nineties when it was just, it was just me and you, you know what I mean? Like from 86 to 97, it was just me and you literally. And then in 97, you just left me. And I was just so stupid and selfish of you. Like for you to just just move on and go to college and get a degree and, you know, something so great. That was completely selfish of you back then. And I appreciate it now, but back then it was just like, the audacity of you. It was just me and you and I didn't have you. And then, yeah. Yeah. And and then that was my baby. And we were able to, yeah. So I don't know if you know this or you'll have to listen to one of our podcasts, but you will be um, what's vindicated to know that Coco cussed me smooth out for moving away the first time she came to visit me at college. You guys had similar 
you guys had similar thoughts of, of abandonment. Um, yeah. But look how God works because then you yeah. got CC and it was all crazy. How dare you? Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. just like yeah. it, we we are the our bond and the things that we've endured in the growing up was just you know what I mean. It was inseparable. So that's why when you left, I was just confused. Like, yeah, what the hell am I supposed to do now? <laughs> yeah. Really, and we figured it out. But yeah. Yeah. And you don't know when you're in it, right? You like working so hard to get out of it and away from it Mm -hmm. sometimes Mm -hmm. that, and being young, like I was just like, Oh, thank goodness. And I didn't even think about like, what about your little brother? But he's left there to his own devices. But that that goes to show, (laughs) that goes to show how as a, as a people, and it's crazy. I was watching it on church earlier. Pastor was talking about how you're as a, as a child, you're like automatically put into the parenting position by default. Mm-hmm. And it started with, give me the cup or, you know what I mean? Go get that diaper for me to watch your little brother, to change your little brother, to pick up your little brother from school to, you know what I mean? It's just like by default, the older sibling is automatically pushed into the parenting position. And I think that as, as a people, if we can acknowledge that first of all, and then realize what we're doing in the in the bigger picture. If we yeah. could just let that nine-year-old be a nine. If Absolutely. we could just let the baby be a baby and let the child be a child and enjoy the childish, their uh, fullness thereof, then when they get to the adult situation, then they'll be able to, but we be so quick to make the child be the adult. And then now we stressed out by the time we get to 17 when it's time to really be an adult. Right. And can I just say in the raising of your boys, that has never happened. So he is practicing what he preaches because that 13 year old ain't never. First of all, (laughs) that second one is a terrorist. So he probably would be watching the 13 would be watching the 13 year old if it really came down to it. So um, he's definitely practicing what what he preaches. Um, All right, Noah. Yes. um, Going back. Um, before we even dove into this discussion, um, it was so funny how Coco talked about pillages and our age gaps between one another, because um, when I was growing up in Antioch and it was just CC or not even Antioch in Mill Valley when it was just CC and Shy, I, I assumed like that was us three and like as my siblings. And I looked at Vinny and, and Nene as like my role models and my fifth and sixth set of parents um you know and so that relationship with Nene and Vinny that just that stuck automatically because I knew like you guys were there for me and that was that wasn't like without question that was without question like you were there like every time anyway whatever no matter what it was even if I was in the wrong you you found a way to you know guide me in the right position for myself and so that I knew like I was straight it was fine and but with my uh, oldest, older, and younger sister, I knew it was a constant thing we were working at because it was that thing where, like, we were living together and we were growing up together, like, and we were learning one another as people and how to, um, how to build off and take away and learn from one another. And it was that whole thing. And it was, again, with the college thing coming up is, um, when CC left, it, I, I wasn't really angry. I, I'm not like, yo, I'm not 
I don't get mad. <laughs> I really get mad. But, um, <laughs> he said deuces. And, <laughs> and it was the same. I knew I knew she was going to be straight because um, she had gone through and handled and prospered so much in high school. And so um, when she was going off to college, I knew she was going to be straight. So it was, it was really nothing. Um, but you don't, you don't appreciate something until it's gone, you know? Um, and that goes for Nene when she went back to SoCal, it went for Vinny when I left him to go and to live in Mill Valley. And it was Cece when she left for college and it's me now um, with everybody else, including, you know, my siblings and, uh, and mom and, and Grammy as well. Cause I, I did not acknowledge you um, when we were living together, but now that, you know, I'm on my own, I'm touching base with people more often. Like I, I just texted CC yesterday. Like I'm calling Vinny like every other week. It's the same with an NA and, you know, I'm calling Graham every day and maybe not mom, but we working on that for sure. Um, <laughs> but it would, but it's, it's, it's the, it's the dynamic of appreciation. And it's not saying that you don't appreciate something until it's gone and, gone for now means temporarily you know what I mean so um yeah I don't my my relationships are like CC said they're unconditional like I'm I'm learning to give without expecting anything back because that's what that's what we do and that's what we are awesome can we just give a shout out to our other sister who just popped in real quick like hi Stanley Kins. that's not her name but that is wait wait <laughs> then he said that ain't my sister I was gonna get to that Kendra would you like to introduce yourself <laughs> really briefly hello I'm Kendra <laughs> Vinny's wife Everyone else's sibling. How y'all doing? Fine, wife. We good. We good. I'm so glad you popped in. Um, Noah, that was um, good to hear because I honestly thought there was a period of time as you got older in, in, in high school that you were like, Nene is so much. She's just so much. And it's because, or even, well, you didn't recognize it in elementary, but because as loving, as intelligent as we sound, my favorite saying is, I will scorch the earth <laughs> if something happens to somebody comes at any of these people wrong. And I know that like, Noah is our neutral party. Noah is like, listen, we can find a really diplomatic way to get through this, to talk about it. Me as a black man, I have the power where I think I'm more like, yes, we start that way. But if your response is not okay, then it quickly switches to, <laughs> oh, we got a problem? We got a problem here? We can have a problem. And I was with the problem off the dribble. <laughs> right. <laughs> Hello? There's those of us that set it off from the beginning and then. The beginning. Um, so that's a play fighter. Like, uh, yeah. That's good to hear. Um, really good to hear. Okay, did everybody get a chance to answer that question? Yeah, I just want to I just want to mention one thing that we didn't mention. Um and I could, I think I could speak for all of us when I say that each of us have a different a unique relationship with our baby sister and we all play a very um a very specific role in encouraging her. Um we have a very different 
relationships with her, but the level of encouragement, the level of love and support is been consistent. And we are always and have always been team Shania. Um, and so our goal and prayer is for Shania to be team Shania. Um, and so that is, that is the, the, the long-term goal. We love and just so grateful for our baby sister. Um, and God gave us this order for a reason. And mm-hmm. I know that over mm-hmm. time we all have, have had different ideas on if that's true or not, but at least in this moment, in this year, um, we can all agree. Like he, he gave us this role. I was number three for a reason. Janae was number one. You know what I mean? Like all of us are in this space and the years um, for a reason, but that 13 year gap between me and Benny ain't no joke for real. <laughs> for real. That's, that is very, very well, that's teenager in between very y'all. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Right. So hey, let me let me can I can I add on to that before we move on? Um, Absolutely. As she as she was saying, um, the age gaps, I feel like they empower and strengthen our relationships um, with one another like drastically. Because CC and Vinny, we're all like this, but CC and Vinny, I've noticed they were like this like early on, and I'm noticing now like my relationship with Nene is similar to you know CC's and Vin's and you know, that, that sort of thing is not what I was looking for, but it helps so much more. Like it gives me more life. You know what I mean? Yeah. Said, I wasn't thinking about Nene, but I mean, it's good. We good. Here, here's how good it works. I mean, I'll take it. I think, go ahead. No, go ahead, Vin, because we're probably going to say the same thing. No, I just think that looking at the big picture, me and Nene are lack of structure is what motivated us to create such a structure Mm -hmm. so with that being said it's like now everything is everything in a sense to where we make sure that we laid the foundation and now here we are because Mm -hmm. growing up it was it was rough as far as we just didn't have no structure like Mm -hmm. like I I I remember telling people can you guys hear me Mm -hmm. yes I have like I've never did two years I mean, I did two years was the most I've ever done in any school. Mm-hmm. So it was like kindergarten and first grade, one second to third grade somewhere, then fourth grade, like a lot of bouncing around and a lot of moving. And th- and that's what motivated me to to create that foundation and that stability going forward. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Ben, do you remember when somebody drove across country and left us at home for like a week? Do you remember that? I remember it to the team. somebody. I'm talking about. I tell you, tell you got somebody. Date. I tell you <laughs> yeah. how many peanut butter and jelly sandwiches I ate. Don't yeah. get me started. I'm really traumatized. Wait, yeah. it, it was Kenny. That. If you want to know who that person was, see our podcast on. I get it from my mama on our yeah, Patreon Dylan Dylan Nissan Sentra. Yeah. I love it. Thank you for the promo, Coco. I love it. I love it. Um, okay. I'm going to go my real quick. If I can, if I may, really quickly. So May and Aisha's relationship like she said, was really rocky in the beginning because Naisha came seven years later. There was um, cousins that we grew up with. Um, Naisha is the baby of all five of us. So we don't have a five womb crew, but we have a five, you know, we also, we have something that's kind of similar to your guys' dynamic. Three of my cousins they moved in with us. And so um, we had our three younger ones and me, 
And my cousin, my older cousin, oldest cousin, she and I were the Vinny and Nene, if you will. Like we were the ones responsible for all the younger kids. We were responsible for taking care of the house because our parents were out working, you know, night and day and yada, yada. So we had, it was a rocky start with Naisha. She got babied a lot more. Um, we talked about parenting styles. She, my guinea pig, you get beat. There wasn't any understanding. And so, excuse me, sorry, pardon me. Let's ask the question so that they can answer in terms of differences in being reared. Yeah, we're, I'm, a, I'm kind of bridging into that. Okay, I'm just, just saying. So like that, that was that was. My best friend, yeah, yeah. She got ADHD. Yeah, yeah, time, yeah. Time, time. I do, I do. But this that was kind of what played into our the rocky start is that there was a difference in parenting between Aisha and I. That's what it was. But like she said, when she got older and I got older, we became not just siblings but women, and we were able to see past just being Karen's kids. We were. Naisha and Nicole, and we were able to bond on that. And it was, it was a beautiful thing. Cause I never, if you would have told me back then that Naisha and I would be as close as we are, she's one of my best friends. I would have slapped you in your face and called you a liar. Period. You wouldn't, you wouldn't have been talking to us, but I can understand that. Right, right. <laughs> he wrote a letter y'all. Naisha. And switched me out. Naisha, did you notice any different in parenting style between how your well, you weren't, yeah, how your mom reared Coco or us, the quad, <laughs> and you, because um, there's six and a half, seven years, seven years, right? Did you notice a difference in style in terms of conversation, discipline, any of that? I don't think I would have. I think I was very self-centered and um, self-involved, so I wouldn't even really paid, paid attention to, like, how my mom disciplined Coco and the others, Aside from them always saying, like, you get everything you want. I'm like, yes, I do. You're right. You know, like, and I should. It should be this way. But I also think I'm a different type of person. And we we we, put, we talked about this, I think, on the friendship one, where there's, back in the day, there was a strong possibility that I probably would have, like, set the house on fire with everyone in it. Had my mom disciplined me in a certain way. <laughs> That's the running joke. I don't think that's true, but that's the running joke. Like I was in my room building bombs or like reading out how to do things. So I think that my mom knew that she had a different type of child on her hands and that I I'm still to this day, overly sensitive about a lot of things. And I think the way that people like the way that I'm talked to or addressed or um, even body language can um, I'm really sensitive to like energy and like spoken and unspoken language. And so I think my mom couldn't, disciplined me the same way she did with my sister, because I think I would have broke me. Whereas with my sister, unfortunately that she was strong enough to go through what she did with my mom. But for me, it was, it would have been one of those things where I may not be here today because I take in and internalize things in a very different way from other people. Um, And so I think like at that time that I was born into this world, God knew and made sure that she was saved enough so that she could discipline the way that I needed to be disciplined. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Good point. That's a good point. Mm-hmm. Um, Cece, with you being the middle, do you think you three younger were all reared the same or different? Um, definitely not. I think that there are different dynamics in parenting with each of us. Um, and so Noah and I was a little was definitely a little bit similar, um, uh, but there still was a different dynamic because he's he's a boy. Um mm-hmm. So I definitely was um, 
a little envious when we were younger at the way that she kind of handled them versus handled me. I felt like I was getting a lot of the overall punishing, um, especially when we lived in we lived in Brentwood for a period of time. And there was just a lot of things that I needed to do as older sister that I need to make sure because of older sister. And um, there was just a, a lot more responsibilities than they had and a lot more um, punishment or, you know, punitive situations with me than with Noah um, and definitely with Shania. Um, and we, when we were younger, we used to say that Shania used to get away with murder. I don't know if you, you all remember um, the term that, but we said that because it was true. Um, Shania could slap me across my face and I tell my mom, Noah come in as a witness. I have a handprint right here on my cheek. And, you know, the dear old Minister Eula will just, it's okay, just put some runs of water on your face. You're all right. Like, and so that that dynamic was very frustrating because I was, I, you was checking me for everything. You know what I mean? Like I was, I was never getting away with nothing. And so to have that dynamic was very frustrating. And I was envious for towards Shania because I felt like she was, mom's favorite um and it was very frustrating because I wanted to not necessarily be the favorite but wanted the playing field to be equal when I, well, I felt like it wasn't um and so I in in turn resented resented our mom and uh, our relationship especially when I got older as when I started high school was just very rocky because I didn't trust her emotionally um mm-hmm. and I felt like there were going to be times where she would just naturally choose Shania's word over mine or just naturally choose Noah's word over mine. And so I, at some point I just stopped explaining myself. Um, and I just kind of let her think what whatever she thought about a situation or about circumstance or whatever the case is. And so we, her and I had to rebuild our relationship because of the dynamic that was when we were younger. Um, and that dynamic is definitely transitioned especially when you know eighth grade year of Shania's we all decided that she was going to come live with you and so that fact alone um kind of redirected the, where our relationship were, was going for the better mm-hmm. so you're okay. kind of shy Cece, you're kind of like the second generation oldest like yeah. it seemed like you know you were the you were the guinea pig of the second generation five woman crew and it's I don't think I've ever really seen that or experienced it because you guys are, your, your situation is so unique, but it's, it's kind of cool to hear that there can be some um, revisiting of parenting styles or rearing or whatever, or um, making sure that you're not, you're as a mom, you're not making the same mistakes. So I'm going to try to go back to this way because it seemed like it worked. Janae came out. All right. Then he came out. All right. Let's go back to those same ways. But then my little poo-poo over here, she good. She could slap you and murder somebody. She probably did murder somebody. I'm just saying that's my shy shy right there. Just saying. Yeah. Miss <laughs> Helen is what we used to call her, but definitely. Yeah. Um, and and from, from Janae, I learned how to be an older sister. Um, but then from, from Vinny, I had to learn what to do with that. Like what to do with being an older sister. Like I could have the power um, or I can introduce them to unconditional love. I can introduce them to right or wrong. Um, I can introduce them to loyalty. And yeah. that was the type of decisions that I kind of dealt with and played around with more so in my latter years when I turned like 15, 16, right before I left for college. Yeah. 
Noah, do you think you observe any parenting style differentiation or no? Uh, I would say yes and no. Um, in terms of my relationship with mom, um, I would I would say there wouldn't be a relationship without Nene mainly, but Vinny as well, and definitely Cece at times as well, um, because there wasn't an instinct or event or sort of lesson that I've had to learn with just her. Like it was a collective effort from everyone, and um, that was something I had to come to term with, term with and realize um, later on in high school. And I, I definitely can agree with Sierra and how um, that was different, um, the different parenting styles that mom enabled onto Shania as well. But it, I also, there was also things that I didn't notice that Cece explained um, that she had to bear on and try to enable onto me also. So there's a lot of things that I saw obviously through her, but um, when I when we were both younger, there's stuff that probably just shoot, shot right over my head. And there were things that I didn't notice and probably didn't appreciate as much um, when it came to Sierra. Um, so I would, I would agree with her. Absolutely. Okay. All right. So, um, one thing I want to say about the dynamics of shy that I think we, I don't know that we, I wouldn't, I don't want to say that we forget, but I think we may have not thought about more consciously over the years is that when our family was experiencing just a sequence of events, traumatic events, they were during shy's formative years. Um, and because we each had to deal with the trauma, I feel like she might not have gotten the right away foundation of our sibling bond. Um, and I think that's important to remember in our dynamics with her um, because we each were dealing with and healing from trying to heal from or not healing from at that time, um, the things that were going on. And so now I know that we all make a conscious effort to, you know, make sure she feels included and, just as loved, even though there is, you know, a, an age gap um, between us and we'll have to have her on and have a, get her perspective. Okay. Last question. Tell us about a best sibling adventure. Vin, you go first. <laughs> or best sibling is spent, uh, adventure? adventure. One of your most memorable adventures with your siblings. I'm wow. going with that trip to New York. The one you didn't go on? Yes. <laughs> In the 90s, I probably was seven. I think you were eight, yeah. <laughs> and they left us. You did. And they okay. drove across the country to New York. And back. And I ate peanut butter jelly and top ramen for months on end. Oh, yeah. my gosh. Mm -hmm. It was just me and my big sister. It was. That was that was a week. And Vin and I used to cover for each other. This is how mm -hmm. can I just say this is how trouble starts because if you don't leave us alone, <laughs> then these <laughs> kinds of shenanigans don't happen. <laughs> Vin used to be my you lookout. <laughs> um, this kind of adventure that kind of shenanigans don't happen. I'm just saying it wasn't our fault. 
Naisha, what's one of your best <laughs> adventures? Um, okay, so this is, I think Coco Sportia was really fun. Um, where we were able to get that nice lake house and Janae, we were able to surprise you, Coco, with uh, Janae coming into town. And it was, and then even our our cousin showed up. And so it was really, to me, it was, it was fun. It was good to be able to like spoil you. And even though I think we got into a fight that night, but that's normal. Um, but we were able to, um, probably because we were just hangry and we were drunk, let's be honest. <laughs> tasting all day <laughs> and then went to that whiskey place but it was just a really nice weekend um of like strong like besides one person like women of color getting together having fun um bonding and that was a really beautiful house so it was it was a good time and I think um you don't like you you because you you were in a position where you always had to be someone else's everything to your kids to you know your ex and everything to your students where, so like no one ever really like gets to spoil you or gives you things. And so it was really fun just to kind of like say, we're going to go do this and you don't have to worry about it. Even though mom made, it was your birthday and she made a food that you don't like. (laughs) And yeah, like that was weird. (laughs) What the hell? (laughs) But it was still nice to do something fun for you because you're always doing other things, like fun stuff for other people. And so it was just a really good weekend. Okay. I'm going to piggyback on that one. Um, that, that was, that was an amazing, um, adventure. Um, mom surprised me with Janae coming out. I do want to say Janae does spoil me. She has spoiled me over these years. She, I think that having, she was my, my day one ride or die since we were a freshman in high school before Jonathan. And when Jonathan, when we found out about Jonathan, she was the one who was there with me. And I think that knowing me so well, she's like, look, if I got it, you got it, Coco. And it's really hard for me for you guys will get to know me throughout the podcast, but it's hard for me to accept stuff from people, especially if I feel like something's my responsibility, I need to take care of it. So um, I'm learning through being blessed from my sisters, my biological, my non-biological, my chosen ones, that it's okay to accept that um, help from people. But one of the, one of one of the fun adventures that I had with my baby sister was um, she kind of came when she moved out here, she got to know people that I had been around for like two years and she's so social. So she was like, well, I'm best friends with your coworkers. We're going to go to this, this pub. We're going to go here. We're going to go there. She took me floating, which I don't do water. Mm-hmm. I don't do water. And she took me floating and there was like fish in the water. Y'all like black people, we don't do water with stuff in it like a pool maybe, but there was like turtles in there and we had drinks and all it was just stuff that was just like really out of my comfort zone, but was totally Naisha's thing. And she invited me and it was, it was awesome to do. It was just, it was different. It was, um, I don't know. That, that was fun. I mean, there's others, but that one was, was, that was, that was the cream of the crop right there. Top five. Top five. Awesome. Yeah. Um, Cece, one of your best adventures. I knew you was going to pick me next. Um, okay, so obviously every Christmas be live. Let's, let's be honest. Let's be real. It be <laughs> it be jumping, okay? Um, I So Noah and I used to, we used to sleep downstairs at Graham's house and we used to have a bedtime, like uh, nine, I'm going to assume nine, 9.30 maybe. Um, but anybody who knows me knows that I used to love to read. And so we used to keep that hall light on because I wanted to just read and read. Used and read. to like past tense? 
for hours and hours. I don't I don't read as much anymore that I did. But I love mm. I still love to read. I just don't have the time the same way that I did. Anyway, <laughs> Noah and I Noah and I used to be up. Um, I used to read and then after a while I used to just close my book and we used to just run your mama jokes back and forth for just for hours. Like like I don't know why and I don't even know where they came from either. Like we used to just think about them at school and then when everybody in the house was asleep, me and Noah just bust out the jokes like yo, your mama's so ugly, like all time just for no reason, no reason at all. But all of us together, my favorite adventure was when we had that party for Janae's 40th. And then the next day, everybody packed up and went to Vegas. That mm-hmm. was a movie period. That was the funniest, oh. most, hi Coco, most animated, animated, most ridiculous family trip. And I'm trying to figure out when can we do it again? <laughs> Considering Southwest don't want to see us, I don't know. We've like, there's how many people in the party? Absolutely. Okay. Noah? Man, the mama jokes. Oh, my goodness. But I think right, when she so said, funny. right when she it's said, so Noah funny. and I downstairs, I knew she was good. <laughs> but the funniest part is like, y'all got the same mama and the jokes on. Right. <laughs> that was upstairs. Like, like, upstairs, too, right? Like, whisper it, yo, mama, so crazy. Like, you mean how you whisper it, Coco? Like, we had to whisper it, right? <laughs> oh, man. Um, <laughs> one of my favorite adventures was I don't know if we're gonna talk about it, but last summer with Sierra, like, I've never spent more time with Sierra in those, like, in that month or three weeks, like, in my entire life, like, actually spending time and, like, talking dialogue like learning how we gonna do this that this and the other logistics and getting to know like life and stuff that was that was like that was a pony time like I'll never take for granted ever yeah that was an adventure altogether that was pretty awesome um I love it and I have two because we got two sets sort of so (laughs) that summer helping you guys get those workshops together I was like, Vin, they're getting their berets. They're getting their berets. They're going to give it to the man. I love it. I love it. That was a fun adventure. And when we had to get people together for you guys. And then, Vin, we win on surprises because Cece's 21st. I'm sorry, but it's just we have crowns. There's raining. Coco and I went. Surprise, surprise. Vinny showed up. Surprise, surprise. Now that I come to think of it, I'm pretty devious about surprises on birthday. Yes, I love it. So those were definitely top five. And I think that um, we all will continue just because of who we are individually and collectively to recognize our blessings and our siblings, um, continue to pray for one another, continue to encourage one another, continue to pull out the strap and fight for one another. No skits, never going away, just so you know. I will scorch <laughs> the earth, even in a wheelchair when I am 75 years old over you guys. And um, I want to say thank you for joining our podcast. I hope you guys enjoyed yourselves. I hope it was a nice conversation for you. We will definitely have everybody black. I mean, everybody, 
everybody's going to stay black. <laughs> we'll have everybody back. Um, definitely want to have the brothers on to talk about being black men in America. Mm-hmm. Um, and now I think we need to do an educators podcast. Hello. Yeah. Relationship. Educating right. babies and what that looks like. Absolutely. Absolutely. We're going to have you guys on for the professional one or Noah navigating collegiate and you too, because you went to school in Santa Santa Cruz, Naisha, navigating light, no melanin universities. Hmm, That'd be Um, final thoughts, Coco. I know this has just been, it's been eye opening because I have my, my bio sister here, but like all of Janae's five room crew, they've, I've, I've seen them since they were babe. Not Vinny. I think it was seven. I met Vinny. Vinny mm-hmm. will perpetually be seven in my head. Like when he came down for your birthday, I was like, Vinny, who? <laughs> no. And he's, I mean, I we've been around each other, but he's just always, he, no, nobody's supposed to grow up. And then Noah, just like seeing Noah blossom. It's, I'm not, I'm your sister, but I'm not your sister. So it's, it's like, I got that insight outside insight. It's just, I don't know. It's amazing. That's that's black people magic right here. This is black magic personified right here. It's beautiful. Absolutely. And then Kendra, she just she's like, I'm on for the ride, Joe. I guess I'll come. <laughs> we get it. We're getting a one on one with Kendra Monday. Can't wait. Oh, for yeah. that. Ooh, like, as an outsider, in Monday. into the craziness. How did that make you feel? I love it. Wait, Please don't forget wait, to, check out to come. Please don't forget to check out our Patreon account, Dylan and Hillen. That's D-E-A-L-N-H-E-A-L-N. Or if you'd like to be a guest on our podcast show, you can email us at Dylan and Hillen at gmail.com.